Hello and welcome to the Added On Podcast, a podcast that chats about all things football. We give you our opinion as well as hearing what our guests have to say. My name is Michele Barletta and I'll be talking to people of all levels and backgrounds and helping them spread their story. So be on the lookout regularly for new episodes. Give us a follow on Instagram at Added On Sports. I'm quite excited to have these two boys in today. I've got Elsidi Kassan and Edric Aceres joining me in studio later today. Two really interesting guys, really interesting stories. You know, they come from different kinds of backgrounds and their stories are so different yet so similar. And I just can't wait to get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Added On Podcast. My name is Michele Barletta and I'm joined in studio today with two very important guests, very special guys. I'm really excited for this episode. I think if there's anyone's stories out there who deserve to be told, it's definitely these two. Um, they come from very different backgrounds and they both find themselves here at QU. It's quite interesting when we, when we get into it, you'll realize that so many similarities between the two stories, but yet a lot of differences as well. So the dynamic that these boys bring to the team here at Quincy University, is, it's amazing. Edric Caceres, Alcide Kassan, thank you boys for being here. Thank Hello. you, Miguel. Pleasure to be here, brother. I know it's been a, a bit of a rough ride recently with um, the whole COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, I, I really I really don't enjoy talking about COVID. I think over the past year, um, it's all anyone's ever been talking about is COVID, COVID, COVID. So I'm going to try to stay as far away from that as possible. You know, there's so many different cultures in, in our team. There's so many different boys from so many different places. Uh, we've got from all over the world, different continents. We've got Europe. We've got South America. We've got America, we've got Africa, we've got all over the show. And I just think it, it adds a lot of diversity to the team, if you ask me. And, you know, Sadiq, what do you think about having this diversity in the team? You know, how can we learn from one another? Oh, personally, I love it, to be honest. Uh, makes uh, coming to training every day exciting. I mean, you've got boys from all over the world on our team. Uh, they all bring, like, different perspectives to every drill, to every practice, just the way we go up. Around, around things, around drills, the way we think about certain plays, just uh, just unique, you know, makes it makes it exciting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, away from football, if we think about off the pitch as well, and, and just hearing what boys have to say and learning from them, it's 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 really, honestly, in my opinion, it's a learning curve because there's not a single person that we can't learn something from, and I think that's such a great environment to be in. We've all got different backgrounds, which which adds a lot to to our experience here. For sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now what's interesting is uh, both of you boys here, both midfielders, didn't want to bring this up, you know, I don't (laughs) want to ruffle any feathers, but kind of had to. So in essence, the two of you, you're competing against one another. And, you know, sometimes in a team environment that, you know, causes a bit of jealousy, causes a bit of animosity between the players. But in your case, it's quite the opposite. You guys have developed quite a, a good relationship both on the field and off the field. I mean, anyone who watches you guys play for a good five minutes is able to tell, you know, you link up well, you understand each other. and you, You're even roommates, so I think that just adds to the chemistry between each other. So h- how did that happen? You know, how did you find yourselves in a position where you didn't know each other and, and you now decided, well, you know what, even though we play the same position, we're going to be good mates and we're going we're gonna to work together? The way we look at it is like we push each other, we yeah, motivate definitely. each other. I mean, I love playing with Edre; just makes everything easier for me. And just we push each other every day. I mean, I love it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Edre, how important is it to have 
players in the team that are, you know, pushing you every day because you know if you slip up, yeah. that man's right there. He's he's right on you, and if you slip up, he, there's your 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 spot gone. You know. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think Sadiq is an amazing player. Since the first day I've seen him practice, I was like, okay, yeah, he he got he got something. And then it's it's amazing to have someone like Sadiq. We always push each like push each other yeah. every single we've day. We've got and each other's back on the field. I mean, yeah, mistakes happen. That's that's what the game is about. And then we've got each other's back all the time. And yeah, of course. I mean, we're here to win at the end. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's all it is. It's it's about the team in the end. And I think. You know, having these relationships off the field, it's it's really important, you know, not just between the two of you guys, but the team as a whole. We're pretty close yeah. as a team. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. I think so too. And and I mean if you look at any team who who's won anything in the past, I mean the first the first team that comes to mind is is the Liverpool team that won the Champions League. Um, you know, maybe arguments would say that they weren't the best team that season. But the way their camaraderie was, the way that that team spirit was, they were you willing tell, to fight yeah. for yeah. one another. You, you could know? tell they were a family on and off the pitch. They fought for each other, one hundred percent. Each other's back all the time. Yeah. I think that you know that uh, often out outbeats outworks talent. You know, in those yeah. situations where the teams right are, on, right are sticking together and fighting for one another, and it's 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 a really important part of any sport, to be honest. Yeah, you know, not even not even just football, but any sport. <laughs> Sadiq, I know it hasn't always been a, an easy ride from you. Um, I won't talk too much about uh, where you're from and all that. I'll leave that to you. So tell us a little bit about your early life. You know, I know you you moved to America at a young age, but but what was life like before that? Um, I was born in Baghdad, Iraq. Uh, lived there for first six years of my life. Then obviously the war has started in 2003. Um, I mean, we had to look for safety. That's where we moved to Syria. I mean, Syria was safe at the time. There was no war. There was no civil war. I loved it there. My family loved it there. I mean, at the end, all we were looking for is education and safety. Yeah. Um, six years later, seven years later, um, the war started in Syria. ISIS came in, a little civil war is going on. Um, just That's not the ideal spot to be. So it was time to move, you know. And then that's uh, around the end of 2013. That's when we got presented with the, uh, with the opportunity to come to the States. I was around 14 years old when we okay. moved here and... You know, at the end, we're just looking for safety. I was just happy to be in St. Louis. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, great story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, blessed to be your brother. I'm <laughs> I can only, I can only imagine. You know, the things that you you probably saw at a young age. You know, um, experiencing these different dangerous situations. What life is about. I mean, I look at it as an experience. I mean, of I've course, learned bro. a lot from it. Yeah. I, I've seen like the worst, the worst of life. You can say that, and just it made me tougher. You know, not just me, my whole family. The way I look at things is now just I'm blessed. Whatever happens, I'm blessed. I'm yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, what I find interesting is you know you come here and you, you you've when you move to America, you know you went to school and even now at university, you know you go to school with with people who have absolutely no idea of of you know your past and what you and your family have been through to get where you are today. And and I think you know I take my hat off to you. I think it's it's, it's a well I take my hat off to your parents more to be honest with you, the, your family and what they've been through and. And doing everything they can to give you a better life. For sure, they went they went through a lot. I mean, moving different cities, different countries, yeah. and at the end, it's all for you know, for me and my siblings. So, I'm blessed to have them in my life. Yeah, most definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure you've made your parents quite proud with where you are today. Appreciate it. Mate. 
Sid, uh, Edre. Yes. Bit of a similar story to Sadiq there. Yeah. Kind of different, but you know, in essence, you both you both moved to to America um, at a young age, and and you coming from El Salvador. What's the name of your city? Usulutan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not gonna try. I'm Come not gonna on, try to say, say that one time. One, no, one time. Usulutan. Usulutan. Yes. <laughs> not too bad. Eh? <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, so what what was life like for you and and how did you find yourself in America? Uh yeah, um growing up, uh it was difficult moments in my life that I don't wish anyone to go through, you know. Yeah. Um definitely when I was growing up like there was moments in my life that I was like whoa, like what is going on, you know? And that's like little kid, you like you yeah. probably don't see the things that older people see, you know. Of course, but, yeah. But um, yeah. In 2012, we had the chance to move to the states, and we couldn't say no. And I'm I'm happy, man. Like I'm happy to be here. And when I moved here, I was amazed, you know, because yeah. like coming from a country that has like so like so many like poor people. You get, I guess you can say. Yeah, at like, a high poverty. Yeah. Rate, yeah. And coming here is so like multiple opportunities. Two different worlds. Yeah, yeah. two different worlds. Yeah. And like, a lot of opportunities here. Yeah, and like I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed to be here and I'm happy to be here with all everything that happened in my life and I'm just grateful for everyone that made it happen, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. No, of course. And I know both of you, you both have uh, big shoes to fill, both of your, your fathers playing professionally. Uh, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, AJ, talk to me about your father. Where did he play? Back in El Salvador. Yeah. Um, he signed a pro contract when he was seventeen. Wow. Okay. And yeah, he played a midfielder, and he was good. <laughs> I'm not saying this because it's my father, you know. <laughs> but I've seen him play before, and he's really good. And I feel like, oh, he played for first when he signed. He played for a local team, which is called Topilcing. I don't know if you're. No, nah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna okay. say that one. <laughs> Second division, and then a few years later, he signed pro, another pro contract with a first division team. Okay. And Alianza is like, they're the best in the country. Oh and really? Yeah, it was. As he says, <laughs> he would <laughs> no, say that, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious, and it was amazing, man. Like to see my dad play at a high level, you know, and I think I learned a lot from him. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, mean, having any having a role model like that in in anyone's life, it, it's amazing. Yeah, of course. And you know they they've gone through it all firsthand, and they can give you all the experience. Yeah. Sadiq and your dad. I mean, I've had the pleasure to meet your dad. You know, great guy. Honestly, Appreciate um, Appreciate really, really wise man as well. And I've I know just talking from you about the conversations you have with him, he really knows his football. I mean, signed his first uh, contract at eighteen. Wow. Uh, he was like a center back, right back kind of player. They say he was pretty fast, <laughs> but uh, you didn't get those genes from him. Hey, hey, I'm still pretty fast. Hey, <laughs> oh, come on, quick. come on, <laughs> not that quick. Hey, fast enough. Hey. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you got the lefty though. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wish, uh, I wish I had the opportunity. You know, growing up being in academy and stuff, but I'm still grateful for everything, and uh, I'm happy to be here at Quincy. No, we're, we're we're happy for you to be here as well, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, AJ, you know, as far as footballing CVs go, I mean, yours is quite up there. Um, you know, when you when you did move to to the country, you then signed for the academy of of Houston Dynamo. So, um, how did that happen? Uh, it's a long story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it short. Um, when I got here, uh, my friend, my dad had a friend who lived here in the states, 
and he had a in 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 Texas. Yeah, in yeah. Houston, Texas. Okay. So he had a team, and when we got here, it was like a week later. I I don't really remember, but it was between a week or two weeks when I got as soon as I got here. He comes. He calls my dad and he says, "Hey, let me borrow your son so he can come play with us." And then my I remember my dad was like, "Do you really want to go play?" And I said, "Yes, <laughs> I, I, of course I want to go." You know, and then I went. <clears throat> it, I had to play the final with them, and it was amazing, man. Like I think we ended up winning like four nil. It was amazing. And then after the game, some guy comes to our, like. My dad's friend, and he says, "Who's that kid? <laughs> he he got something. He got something." There. <laughs> and then, but I didn't know at the time that he was the scout for the Houston Dynamo Academy. Oh, okay. And then, I think a week after, I think so. Yeah, uh, my friend's dad calls my dad, and he says, "Yo, <laughs> I have good news for you." And my dad was like, "Okay, go ahead. Um, they wanted they want Edre to go down there to Houston Dynamo." And for the academy to go train with them, have a tryout. Yeah. Uh, I was happy. I was the happiest kid alive. <laughs> I was at that time. I was like, Did you yeah. Did you know about no, Houston I Dynamo I, before? No, I didn't know anything about Houston Dynamo. But like, okay, like that's they have a pro team, and like that's yeah. my main goal, you know? Yeah, of course. And I was happy, man. Like I was happy. I was oh. I couldn't wait for the day, you know? We, we could tell the excitement <laughs> in this right yeah. now. Yeah, no. you got, the listeners can't see it, but uh, we but can yeah, see um, it. Yeah. No, I went down there, and it was amazing. Like, I was, a, not going to lie to you, I was a shy little boy. No English at all. Yeah. No words. I just got here to the States, and it was, it was amazing, you know? And the first training that I had... They were happy to have me there, you know? Yeah. And after practice, their coach comes and he goes, we want you here. You got, <laughs> you, we want you here. We, we really want you here. And you, you got to sign this paper. And I was like, you know, I was what, 12, 11 years old. And yeah. at that time I was like, what is this? You know, <laughs> and then, contract for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> no, but it was, ha I was happy, man. And my parents were happy and I signed in after that, it just went along you know yeah. i just i think i played there for what six seven years okay yeah and it was amazing man like i'm just happy and grateful for every moment that happened yeah i mean i'm sure you are but it's 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 an honor it's, it's something it's great to put on your cv as well yeah. i mean it's interesting there how you mentioned um the fact that you you know you didn't know any english and i i think that might get overlooked you know when people yeah. hear your story and they realize that you're coming from another country yeah um they don't they don't first thing they think of isn't, you know, language. And Sadiq, I know that was a, a struggle for you as well when you came over to the States, um, you know, not, not, not knowing English. And you, you've told me before when we've spoke that, you know, you went to school and you didn't speak English. So, I mean, how difficult was that? Uh, it's hard to, hard to explain it when you come here, you know, middle of school, you have to take all the science, math, history classes. And, but none, then and all of that's being taught in English. Oh, tell me yeah. about it. Tell <laughs> it, <laughs> makes, <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, you just look at the teacher. But you don't get nothing. Like, you don't know what's going on. It was hard to begin. I went through that process. And especially for me, you know. I mean, I was pretty shy as a young boy. Shy? <laughs> what? Hey. That had to change. It's hard to believe. <laughs> hey, it had to change. When you want to learn a new language or any skill, you have to practice it. And uh, this, uh, like, I remember in the beginning, after around like six months, I started doing my homework and you know, I started catching on. But then I was not speaking to anyone. 
And that's when my teachers uh, realized, like, hey, we know you can write, we know you can read, but we don't hear your voice. Like, you got to speak up. And that's when I had to kind of change the way uh, the way I go about everything. And just start, I started going on, like, they were like, hey, you see someone, go and talk to them. Have a convo with them. You could come talk to us before class, after class, and that's how you're going to practice your English. I remember them, yeah, they would call me in the middle of the class. Hey, what do you think about this? What's your input? Like, and I'm like, I was forced to talk. Yeah, at the time, at the time, you know, you're thinking like, what, like, why are they doing this? I had to to break that little shy boy Mm -hmm. inside of me, and then there was no going back. (laughs) (laughs) No, we know that. Yeah, we know definitely. We know about this. Yeah, I mean, Edre, the one of the things that's interesting about your your um, CV as well is you've played for the El Salvador national team at youth level, of course. Yeah, but. You know, the first time he played for them, pulling on that, that national team jersey, how, how did that feel? Oh, it was great, man. Can you yeah. even describe that feeling? <laughs> I don't think so, but I'm going <laughs> to try to. Um, it was amazing. I think every every single player, for, like, they want to, eventually, they want to get up there, you know? That's, and play that's, for, I mean, yeah. that's every player's that's goal, you know, goal. to represent your country. Yeah, it, it was amazing, man. Like, the first time I, I got called up to the, to the U23s, I was 17 at the time. I was like, whoa like is this really happening right now i was i went down there and what a feeling man like <laughs> oh unbelievable i got there and i was like okay like something's gonna this is the ultimate dream you know representing yeah. your country yeah it's amazing man and <sighs> i'm just happy that i got the opportunity to go down there and play for the youth national national team yeah it was amazing do you remember your your first game who was that against uh it, we had a. Uh, a scrimmage. That was my first game. I was I was so nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. Were you on the bench or were you starting? No, I I started that game, and then I was like, oh my god, like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like you know that feeling inside when you're nervous, like your stomach's yeah. there. That was me, but um, they were happy to have me there, you know. And I was 17, and, like, we have older boys, like, 21s, 22s, 23s. Yeah, of course, the pressure's definitely Yeah, the pressure, yeah. yeah. But it was amazing, man. Like, it's a moment that I will never forget in my life, and I'm, I can't wait to be there again, man. Yeah. I'm just, hopefully I can go back and represent course, my man. country again. See you at the, at the, the senior level one day. Oh, of course. <laughs> hopefully, man. And yourself, Sadiq, talk to me a bit about your, your, your footballing background, you know, where have you been, how have things gone for you? Um, definitely a different experience um, with war and everything. I never had the opportunity to be with like an organized team or yeah. an academy. Yeah, uh, I remember growing up, I always told my dad, "Please, like, put me on a team. Please, like, I want to be. I want to have like, I want to practice every week. I want to yeah. have a game every week." I mean, I think I think that's something you know that a lot of people take for granted. I mean, yeah. I think of myself at at that age, the same age you were, you know, when you were going through you know, experiencing wars and moving from city to city. At, at that age, you know, my dad was picking me up and dropping me off at training every Monday and Wednesday night, you know, and I'm just going out there and kicking a ball around with a bunch of guys. So it's mad that, that you've experienced something so different. And it, it's it's eye-opening because I think a lot of people out there need to realize how lucky they are to be in certain positions. Yeah, yeah being Like, there's no safety at all in, uh, back home. So, like, we that's what, where I played is, like, in the streets. That's where we, like, the boys or, like, the neighborhood, we just go... Oh, that's and the best we make thing. goals, you know, with the rocks, and <laughs> that's yeah. the best thing ever. You just play in the shoe, you see a car coming, you go, <laughs> you go, <laughs> you go on the sideways. <laughs> then with the car go in, then go back in, and then the balls would go inside the in the front yard of everyone's houses, and 
you know, everybody could piss at us, but <laughs> at the end, you know, we made it work. And yeah. my first team is uh, when I moved to the U.S., uh, I was 16 years old, and uh, Scott Gallagher, St. Louis Scott Gallagher, yeah. represented me with the first opportunity to be within a team, within an academy, an organized one, and then I remember it was it was the best feeling ever. Yeah, I can Being imagine. Being putting my first uniform on, playing my first game with a team. I mean, having just it was best moment in my life, definitely. How many how many years did you spend there with him? Um, I joined sophomore year of high school, and then junior year and the senior. Year. So three years played this for Scott Gallagher, and then played and now we're in college now. So how how big is is club soccer or club football? Um, in America, when it comes to to going moving on to to co- to the college level, I mean, we hear of a lot of guys who just you know go through high school and they're playing for their high school team and then sign and go to college, whether it's D one, D two, D three. And from my experience, I know I've spoken to some of the some of the other boys in our team, some of the boys from the UK. You know, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but school football back home for me, at least, it it was a it was a joke. It was. Mm. Not necessarily a joke. You did get schools that took it took it seriously and, and did really well. But if you had any serious interest in in playing football, you know, you join a club, whether it was an academy or if you weren't good enough for an academy and you just you know, wanted to be a part of something decent with good coaching and that you'd go to just your local club down the road. So I find it I find it quite interesting um, the way it works in America when boys come straight out of out of high school and you know only ever played for their high school team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to the college level, and I mean, you experienced that because you've obviously you played for your high school as well, and you played for the for your club team. Yep. I mean, high school is definitely like a the level is definitely lower, and from high school to high school, the conference is different. And I think I think I was blessed being like in a kind of strong conference, which kind of the strongest conferences in the, in the state, but still, it was like the level wasn't that high, and then yeah. All, all over the field, you see average players and then really good players. So, so a bit of a mix, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like the way of going at it is like you want to be in a high level team, yeah, and proceed in, to even a higher team. Definitely, being in an academy is a uh, is the way to go at it. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from from my experience, that's the way I, I would see oh, it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sure. Yeah. All right, boys. So we're sitting here now, both of you, one from Usulutan. <laughs> one from Baghdad, but you're both American citizens now. You know, I'm sure it's been it's been a long ride. You oh, know, it's an honor, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a it's been a long ride. You know, you guys have been through a lot in your lives, but you know, you gained that citizenship. Both of you gained it pretty recently, and and you know, can you describe what that process was like for you? How did you go about that? Uh, I mean, you live here, you do everything uh, a, a U.S. citizen does, but you're still not a citizen. You know. There's always like a, a missing piece. So yeah. when I remember when I got my citizenship, it was just, I felt like I was more involved in the country and what's going on in the country and just with everything like the everyday life. So uh, it was it was an honor and it was an honor to to get the U.S. citizen and be more involved. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. It's it's yeah. just the official stamping that uh-huh. yeah. you know now you are a U.S. It feels citizen. Good, Feels good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure after everything that your your families have been through, like your parents are probably you know really proud because at the end of the day, that's that's what they wanted for you guys. Bingo, they wanted yeah. you guys to you know be here and and eventually get your citizenship and become a part of the American society. Right on. All 
All right, we're going to jump quickly into to a bit of uh, American football or, or soccer, as they call it. Um, Sadiq's, for those of you who didn't hear earlier, he's from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and St. Louis had a USL championship team called STLFC, St. Louis FC. Um, and that was, that was huge in St. Louis. You know, they had quite a big following, quite a big fan base. Um, and now the USL championship is the one just below the MLS. And, I mean, I was lucky enough to go to a game with you, Sadiq. And honestly, like, it, it was it was a better level than I was expecting, to be honest with you. I didn't know much about um, the way the U.S. Is footballing systems and the leagues work at the time, but it, it, it was a, a really decent level. And now there is an MLS team coming to St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis deserves it, you know. We're a big, uh, big city, big soccer city, and... Uh, we see we have a lot of academies, we have a lot of club soccer. Yeah. Uh, I think the MLS, uh, the MLS team was a missing uh, missing piece. I, I can't wait for the fans at the stadium. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be electric. Now we're definitely going to have to get you know, a You've seen, you've seen the game. fans in St. Louis. Fans are, <laughs> fans are interesting to say the least. Let me put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with um, Inter Miami. I know we're on the, the other side of, of, of the country, but you know, footballing legend like David Beckham being the owner there, he's he's announced that he's brought in um, Phil Neville is going to be the first head coach, someone who's coached um, the England women's national team, and he's played at the so highest. Bring a level. lot of diversity. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Gonna, I mean, I think he's going to bring like some a good, lot players. Of good players. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the MLS gonna is gonna known be good for the league. It's going to be good for one hundred percent, bro. And the MLS is known for you know, bringing in, in, in really good players towards the end of their career. And, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that because the level might be slightly lower than, than Europe, playing in yeah. Europe and things like that, mm -hmm. these players who are at the end of their career who might not get regular game time in, in other leagues are coming here now, number one, because they know they'll play. Yeah. Number two, because there's a decent chunk of money coming their way as well. Oh. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens with uh, Inter Miami and, and how, how they do. I think there's big expectations on them this season. Uh, I'm hoping uh, Ronaldo, you know, by the end of his career, <laughs> he would see, uh, we would see, uh, would see him in the St. Louis colors. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, wow. That's a big, that's honor. a big <laughs> statement right there. That's a big statement. Hey, you Whoa. never know. You never hey, know. You hey, never I'm, know. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Ronaldo. I know you're quite the fanboy. Let me put it that way. <laughs> quite the fanboy of Ronaldo. Um, for those of you who, don't know El Sadiq and don't know how much he loves this man, be sure to check out the Instagram <laughs> page. I'll be posting a little video there of a, a little Ronaldo celebration. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, where did that where did that admiration for Ronaldo come from? I and mean, what is so special about him that you love so much, Sadiq? Oh, Ronaldo is a legend, mate. Uh, his, uh, he's an inspiration for many, many athletes in the world. Uh, just his background, the way he came up, he was nothing, he had nothing. And and look at him now. He's an he's an icon. Yeah, he's no. He's, I mean, he's known for his hard work, yeah. isn't he? It's it's all about hard work when it comes to him. Yeah. I mean, have you guys seen those pictures where like he's sitting in his in his home gym, he's doing the leg extension extension, and he's got like his kid next he's to him. He's never satisfied. Yeah. He's always hungry. That's what makes him Ronaldo. That's yeah. what makes him the greatest uh, soccer player. Of all Definitely. Time. I mean, there's <laughs> there's always going to be there's always going to be arguments over who's the best and who's better. But in my opinion. You know, I'm not going to get into who's the best and who's better because I, I don't actually enjoy having that conversation <laughs> with people, to be honest it's with you guys. It's all perspective. Of course, but yeah. what, what you have to admire about Ronaldo is, is the, the work that he's put into it. There are other players out there who are, are 
just as talented or more talented, but because of the work that Ronaldo's put in yeah, to get to where he's 100%, bro. 100%. I know, uh, boys, we've got a bit of a El Clasico in the room here. Sadiq's <laughs> a huge uh, Madrid fan. Edre, Barcelona. I'm sure that causes a few arguments in the room, am I right? Oh, of course, man, of course. <laughs> all the time. No arguments when you support the greatest club of all time. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, greatest club of all time is questionable. You've no, I got feel like it's amazing to have, like, you know, roommates and he supports Real Madrid and I support Barcelona. It's like, it's always like... I mean, that'd be a sin if you guys lived in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely. I mean, but, but you look at the league now, you've got neither of you sitting at the top of the log. You've got Atletico taking up first place. You've got Barca, you're sitting three points behind Real Madrid. I mean, boys, it's not looking good. What have you made of the season so hey, far? No worries. When you support Real Madrid, when you are Real Madrid, there's no worries. You always end up at the top. You know, there's always stumbles uh, along the way, you know. There's there's life, there's soccer, but then at the end, Madrid always un ends up on top. Am I wrong? Hey, no. we'll have to see. <laughs> no. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. All right, guys. Well, Sadiq, Edre, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure having you. I'm 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 really glad you guys got to share your story a bit. I'm hoping it gets some exposure out there and it changes a lot of people's minds and gives them a bit of perspective on their lives. Thank you for having us, bro. Thank you, Mike. Of course, boys. It's always a pleasure. To the listeners, thanks very much for tuning into the second episode of the Added On podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Added On Sports, and we'll see you soon.